two sports fanatics, both with some background in MMA, looking to provide some of their thoughts on what goes on in the world of mixed martial arts. A jiu-jitsu practitioner who is not afraid to get her feet up and provide a stellar knockout or get your jits on, teams up with the Fly Guy, a karate kid turned boxer who would enjoy putting you to sleep by embracing your neck. Tie the Fly Guy. Live from your favorite podcast station, it's Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles, Laurel versus Ty, and it starts right now. FKTC crew, we are back for another installment of the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. This episode is brought to you by Draws and Mixed Martial Arts because we're going into 2023 without someone holding the light heavyweight title. Crazy. I thought we were going to call this Patty Pimblet is a bitch. <laughs> I mean, you can call it that. <laughs> I didn't really pay much attention to him. Well, mostly because I was in Denver so I didn't really pay close attention but from why I'm right. hearing he was guns blazing for a few people guns blazing like I he's heard of go ahead he's he's gun blazing for people that don't matter like people that don't matter no nobody in the top 15 because he'd get his ass kicked oh yeah probably yeah most likely yeah um all i heard was like his his rivalry with tapora um how he um there was like something between him and ariel hawani from what i understand but i didn't get a chance to listen to it so seems to be turning into someone that someone did reference him as the conor mcgregor wannabe yeah he's he's baby connor oh my god that's the last thing we need Maybe that's what we should put on the t-shirt. Not only Conor McGregor's mug, but Patty Pimlet right underneath oh my with a God. bonnet on his head. Well, I guess I'll be wearing that t-shirt because <laughs> um, unless I can find pull off some kind of miracle in this last card. Uh, I don't know. This last card it might be kind of tricky, actually. Yeah, I think we'll so. See. We shall see. But so can we pick them or not? We can pick them. Yeah, wait, yeah, we can pick them. No, no, I mean, I, I mean, we did well on picking this fight card too. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think we went four zero and one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I just don't count it. Yeah, it's pretty much a wash. It's a wash. And of course, the one fight that we picked differently was the one that ended in a draw. I can't believe that, that man. <laughs> which we will be getting into very shortly. Um, we are going to do our rundown of UFC 282, um, make our picks for UFC Vegas 66. And we have just two little things of MMA news, but two things that are a little out there, if I do say so myself. Indeedly. Ooh, wait a minute. I have to look at our agenda. Okay. Bring back, bring back your messages. <laughs> it was so long ago yeah because i was trying to get everything in before my flight so mm, yeah yeah okay no i got it the agenda seems like the agenda should seem all right good to go then so yeah. 
let's start off by recapping UFC 282. Um, remind me again, who was the fighter or fight that you were going to watch? Oh, I was going to watch the middleweight bout. My man lost. Who was, who was the man in question? We, um, my fight to watch was um, the middleweight bout. Hang on. Now I have to look it up because I'm so, <laughs> it, it, tell the people where, I've, where we've been this week. Yes. So we were in Colorado this week. I was there for my, it, it's, tr- I'm trying to make it yearly, but because of the pandemic and everything with school, it was kind of hard to get out there in 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. but we made, but made the thing happen in 2022. But after the game on Sunday between the Broncos and the Chiefs, for those who didn't see our Twitter, the FKTC pod Twitter, your um your um fktc crew here met for the first time and we did a face off we did and yeah. i drove home today from that venue oh my goodness <laughs> and it took a little longer because the roads were crap yeah well the interstate just opened this morning Yep. Because of all so, the snow, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was just slick and windy. It was really windy th- today. Mm-hmm. 40 to 45 mi- mile an hour winds. Oh my goodness. Continuous, contiguous winds. Oh, so um, it, yeah, but, so we white we white we were white knuckling it on the way home today. Yeah, it was bad. Those sound bad. Yeah. So anyway, you know, when you sit in a car that long and you're gripping the steering wheel like that, you get tired. <laughs> you get tired of concentrating. Right. It was like a full work day without doing anything but driving. Right. So driving yeah. does take a lot of work. It does. It does. So um my my fighters to watch was the middle weight bout with Chris Curtis and Joaquin Buckley. Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't and get to see that fight, but yeah, it was a great fight. It was one performance of the of the night, but Chris Curtis knocked Joaquin Buckley out, and I was so disappointed. Oh no. Yeah, I'm a Buckley fan, but you know it happens. Yeah, it happens. I thought for sure that Walking Buckley would have had that. I know it. Kind of. I don't know. He effed around and found out. <laughs> Actually, he didn't. It was a really solid fight. Yeah. But I love middleweights. You know, I love the middleweights. I know you do. Nothing wrong with middleweights. Middleweights. A lot of action. Yeah, definitely a lot of action. Yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me. My fire to watch actually won his fight. The 18-year-old Raul Roses Jr. who uh, won yes. winning by a neck fa- I'm sorry, not a neck crank, a face, a face crank of all things. 
uh, submission in round one. So it was over while it started. Oh, it was over before it started. Face cranks suck. Yeah, like someone put Badly. all that. It's like all that pressure on your face, and it's like, and I can it impacts your um, breathing too, right? It's it no, but it's when I get face cranked, I just panic. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't impact my breathing, but it just the pressure on your on your jaw and cheekbone is just a tremendous terrible feeling <laughs> i just want it to be over so sometimes <laughs> i just tap when i get face cranked cranks are worse because it hurts the muscles and the tendons yeah in the body mm-hmm. hard pass on frank face cranks no blame you it sounds painful <laughs> it is painful so it's, gotta... it's a terrible way to go down oh yeah <laughs> Uh, shoot excuse me sorry about that um you got some uh, yawning going on yeah um i did get to sleep a little bit because i didn't get home until like quarter to one from my denver trip and then i had to go into work so somehow my body was able to function and then when i got to bed i actually went to bed early wednesday so it's actually a good thing we didn't do the podcast wednesday night because i was like nope can't do it honestly <laughs> but now that i'm backed on to my time like oh it's only 8 42 it's okay like i can stay up this would have yeah. been me in denver I'm like oh wait now i know why i'm tired because it's 10 42 here now i'm like oh boy but we got this i got this i can make it through mm. um our first fight of the night was Ilya Tapora defeating Bryce Mitchell. Shocker. I don't think I was that surprised. No, I I, I said it in my facetious voice. Ah, uh, I, I didn't catch on to that. That is my bad. <laughs> Gotta do better at catching on to voices and such. Do, um, do you even know me? I mean, we met for the first time on Monday, so. Not really. <laughs> in person, I should say. Right, right. Like, like, right. Like, it's like, ah, I can feel your face. But here I'm just like, I'm holding the computer. That's true. Um, you get a yes. pass for me. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't a whole lot that excited me about this fight. Um, Lame. There was a couple knockdowns that were pretty exciting, but it was just um, pretty much just, I mean, I didn't expect Taporia to match Bryce Mitchell uh, ground for ground and actually outsmart him on the ground. That he did well. That he did do well. He's more than just a knockout artist. They had a plan. They stuck with it and it panned out. Yes, it did. So be interesting to see what happens with Taporia from here on out. Apparently he and Patty have a bit of beef, but I'm not sure that's going to happen now since Taporia is now in the top 10 
where Patty's not even ranked. Patty who? Patty who? <laughs> Patty cake. Patty cakes. Patty cakes pamphlet. <laughs> um, but I mean, if the U, I felt the UFC can make that happen if they really wanted it to. Like, oh, wait, here's a fast track for Patty Pim. Let's get to the top 10 and fight for a title because he's our new golden boy and blah, 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 blah. Shush. I, we have to talk to Jordan about Patty and -hmm. tell Jordan to talk to Dana (laughs) about how Dana is not going to give him anything. (laughs) Until he fights, beats a, a ranked fighter fighting all the well and we'll talk about it a little bit gordon wasn't a scrub he actually there could have been actually could have had a good case of him winning that fight but i feel like actually no i'm not going to talk anymore about that because we're going to talk about it here shortly yeah um, next yeah. up um uh, trying to pronounce his name best again i know duplessis is the name but i can't pronounce his first name Dracis. Yeah, something like that dude's um, a badass oh yeah he beat uh darren till former title challenger yeah i mean darren's no slouch Mm-mm. um apparently was a, good re- was a good win for his resume oh yeah um see like he had almost finished him in that first round like all those floria punches like and social on the ground, he's just like pummeling away. I was kind of surprised the ref didn't stop in right away. Yeah. Yeah, I am shocked that um, went three, into three rounds. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It, even if that had gone to decision, Duplessis would have won because he was just so much more active in the ring. Oh, yeah. Or in the octagon. Oh, I did that again. <laughs> It's okay. I need like a little shot collar. Every time I say the ring, you can just. <laughs> well, I don't think it's going to work from like 800 miles away. So I think you'll be in luck. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I feel like the second round, Darren Till did a little bit more, but I, th- I feel it was more Duplessis tiring himself out in that first round. And I'm just really surprised Duplessis with as few little energy he had he was able to get that he i think he also won by a face crank and was able to submit darren till darren till like the minute his face got squeezed like boom it was right away he tapped yeah stuff will knock your jaw out of alignment Mm -hmm. but i'm glad duplessis took it to the ground because i think that with as tired as he was there was a good chance that he was going to get knocked out Mm mm-hmm Without question. Um, From my understanding, I heard that Darren Till apparently tore his, like, did something to his ACL during that fight. Really? Yeah, he was like, I think he told Bruce Buffer, I did see this one, I think it was Sunday morning, that he had told Bruce Buffer, like, oh, I, um, uh, I don't know if he said he tore or if he just injured his ACL, which, I mean, I figured it would have to be a tear because that's the only thing you can do to ACL. And Bruce Buffer was like, do you want me to say something in the ring about it? And he's like, and he like, he was really mad at saying, no, don't say anything about it. Well, why would he tell Bruce Buffer if he didn't want anybody to say anything? That's the multi-million dollar question right there. 
Yeah. And you don't always know you, you tore your ACL. Mm -hmm. Like I've torn my ACL and -hmm. it was obvious it was a tear. I mean, you can, I don't know, you can do any number of things to that thing. Right. Yep. So, oh, looking at the wrong notes. Um, Yeah. Tapped right away. Um, Be interesting to see what happens with Duplessis. Do we think that he could beat someone? He could beat, well, maybe not anyone, but do you think he would fare well in the top 10? Of the middleweights? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a hard question. Let's see, who who do we have for the middleweights top 10? Um, That's such a tough division. I can look real quick. So I know the champion is Alex Perea. Let's see. So we have Alex Perea. Izzy's number one. Whitaker, two. Cannoneer, three. Vittori, four. Brunson, five. Costa, six. Sean Strickland, seven. Roman Dulcet is eight. Jack Hermanson, nine. And then Dresis is number 10. He could fare well. Well, I have Hermanson number 10. Wait. No, I, I was looking at the wrong athlete rankings. <laughs> you know, I think that he could fare well at the bottom of the middleweight division. Okay. So like Jack and Roman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's already beat Darren Till, which is 15. Yeah. I don't know if he could get past Chris Curtis, though. Where's uh, four, at 14? Yeah. Interesting. No, but he's a. I have him here. He's number 10 in the top 10. Who dresses? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got to. I've got him as number 10. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm trying to feel like, wait, where where are we? Um I was hmm. I was at the bottom of the top 15. Gotcha. I think a good fight for him would be Roman Dolies. That would be a good one for him. Um, but I I think he could probably beat Jack Hermanson, but I don't know about Roman Dolies. Yeah. I think Roman is supposed I think, and they made this announcement. I think he's supposed to fight. Uh, they announced that he they're uh, finalizing a fight between him and Marvin Vittori for, oh gosh, what card was it? I want to say it was the London card at the end of March. I'm not 100% positive on that. Um, but I did hear he is supposed to have a fight coming up soon. So he may not even be there by the time they fight. How is how is he jumping over Brunson and Costa? Oh, let's see, Brunson and well, I don't know. I don't know if Brunson has anyone set yet. I don't know if Costa has any. Oh, uh, Costa is supposed to fight. Um, I think he's supposed to fight Whitaker next, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, oh, that's that's going to be good. Yeah. I can't wait for Robert Whitaker to knock him out. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> and then Brunson, I don't know if he really has anyone. I mean, he just Oh yeah, he hasn't fought in he hasn't fought in a good long time. Yeah. 
he hasn't fought in well he yeah he fought back in february of this year but other than that he hasn't really i mean i think a good one i think they'll probably put duplessis with brunton most likely that would make sense to me yeah either that or i mean you could also do jack hermanson if you really wanted to so i feel like there's options there that would be a little ways out though because jack just fought yeah well then uh dress has just fought too so it'd be a good time period for the both of them yeah maybe march march Look towards maybe. march february yeah. maybe yeah um let's see yeah like end of february end of march mm-hmm. maybe early april if they really want to do it then right so we shall see um what missed oh because it's on another page um you want to start us off uh kick us off with the next fight between Santiago Ponzinibbio and Alex Morono? Well, I could do that. I could do that. That fight was very interesting, um, but it was a great knockout. It really did deserve um, performance on the night. I think it was a uh, it was a a uh, short right with a left hook, right? Yep, I think so. On that one. And Morono just folded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It was great. But it's funny because pun what how do you pronounce it? I well pronounce- just I'm just I'm just gonna say Ponzi. Okay. <laughs> like the scheme. Yep, like the scheme. His all of his strikes, all sixty-eight strikes, were considered significant. Oh wow! How does that work? Um, distance strike. I don't think he really. They didn't go to the ground a whole lot, from what I understand. So I would say no. Like, but how do you how do you throw sixty-six strikes, and all of them be significant? Again, I think this is going to be something when we're on our break. We're going to look at what exactly classifies as a significant strike yeah that it's nuts but it, it was a good fight for the pawns it was um and was alex a- moreno should have should have watched for that because the pawns threw it several times mm-hmm. he did. but i knew that alex was reaching too bad right to get his strike in and just so vulnerable at that point in time so it oh, wasn't yeah. shocking. Yeah, he Morono actually did fairly well. I think he might have caused some damage, but I think Ponzinibbio was just, he was recognizing the pattern and he saw the opening and just unleashed the one-two. And after fighting for, let's see what it was, like two and a half rounds already? Yeah, two and a half rounds. Yeah. Um, some You're going to be tired and it's just... I think with him, it just takes one, just one connection and boom, you're done. Right. So. Some might even suggest he has a soft chin. Really? (laughs) I'd have to look back at Moreno's fights and see. That's not me. I'm not suggesting that. I just overheard that and thought, 
Ooh, okay. That's a little bit of shade. Shade. All the shade. All the shade. <laughs> All right. But now we have to get to the wannabe Connor. He lost. Oh, you think he lost? Yes, I think he lost. All right. Let's let's talk about this one. Um, I don't know. It, I uh, watching it. It definitely was a tough one to score. Um, I definitely had it one one going into the third. It just really depends on how you looked at that third and how much Gordon really did. I mean, he was able to control Patty. I don't I, see when I say Patty, it sounds like I'm saying Patty, not Patty. Just, just say Patty. Patty Keeks. We're gonna call him Patricia Pimblett. Patricia Pimblett. <laughs> um, I see. This is it. Definitely was like it's not one that it's like one of those fights that. You're not going to be upset no matter who wins, depending, of course, unless you're a huge Jared Gordon or um, Patty Pimlet fan. Um, yeah, it was just the third round, there just to me wasn't a whole lot going on to real. I, I honestly would have probably just given them a draw because it was that third round, nothing happened. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. How can you, how can you strike? How can your total strikes? Well, the total strikes was almost the same. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is what happens when you leave the decision to the hands of the judges. Yep. Just like our motto. That's yep. Try to warn you all. What happens? (laughs) Nobody listens. No one ever once listened to us, but that's okay. They'll listen to us at some point. No, they won't. I mean, yeah, yeah maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. And that's the sad part about it. It's okay. It's okay. Um, our last fight, uh, Jan Blachowicz versus Magomed Ankalaev. Um, I was hoping when I said someone would have been crowned the light heavyweight champion, but this fight was interestingly um, ruled a split draw. Well, weird. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. There's split draws. Um, it will. Then there's just draw. I don't even know. Can you call it split? I thought he would. Uh, oh, majority draw is what I'm thinking of. Never mind. Um, yeah, so from what I understand, um, the judges, all three of them, gave rounds one and two to Jan Blahovich. All three judges gave Ankalaya rounds four and five with two of the three judges giving Uncle I have a 10-8 round in that fifth round. It was the third one that was a little interesting because it was, I think, two judges gave it to Jan and one judge gave it to Uncle Iev. Although, from my understanding, 
I think Jan did a lot more in that third round than Uncle Iev did. Unless you saw it differently. I did not. I, again, I just, I can't figure out the scoring half the time. Yeah, me either. I just, I just feel like Ankalov was so much more active. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you look at the fight stats, it's amazing how many more punches the dude threw. Right. And more significant strikes without any, without any knockdowns or submission attempts. And mm-hmm. Ankalov got two takedowns. I don't. I don't get it. Who did you have winning that fight? I had Ankalov winning that fight. Mm-hmm. So, like watching the card, you you thought he had won after the card after the round was over. The fifth. I did. Round. I was shocked that he did not. Mm-hmm. Um, how did I score that? I picked Jan Blahovic to win it. Um, I. I kind of am in ingredients with the draw because definitely would give those first two, yeah, the first two to Yawn and the last two to Uncle Live. It just really depends on how you looked at that third round. I felt like with the leg kicks and especially how Uncle Live responded to it, I definitely would have given that third round to Jan Blahovich. But definitely... Um, Uncle I have won that fifth round and I had no doubt it was a 10-8 round so I'm actually in agreement with the um, with the draw there mm. just because I mean it just really depends um, that's not at all though what the stats say when you look at the stats yeah I, did I see this I think I saw the stats here let me pull up the stats real quick um, it's weird but Let's see. Sorry, one second. I'm just going to look at these stats. But I actually, I, um, I'm actually sad that it was a draw and that no one really won that fight. Yeah. I just don't think that's the way championship rounds should happen. Right. All right. So, yeah, total strikes 191 to 79. Significant strikes 78 to 55 for Uncle Liev. Total strikes were close in round one. Even total strikes in round two. Wait, let me see round one. So round one, Uncle Liev outlanded 19 to 14. Uh, all of those strikes were significant. Round two, both of them had 23 total strikes. But all of Yon's were significant, while only 13 were significant for Uncle Liev. Hmm. Um, Uncle Liev actually landed more strikes, 40 yeah. to 18. Um, so I think this is where the third round I could give an argument for Blahovich, because while he only threw 18 strikes, 17 of them were significant. And Uncle Liev threw 40 strikes, but only 18 were significant. So he did have more strikes, but I think Jan was more accurate with his significant strikes. And I think that's where that came in. Sure. And then four and five, looking at these stats, yeah, I definitely, 
Yeah, Jan only Jan Blavich had 13 total strikes in round five, but none of them were significant. So def- that I could definitely see why that'd be a 10-8 round. Yeah. Um, and then only yeah. one significant strike in round. He only had one significant strike that in the last 10 minutes of the fight. And so I could definitely see a situation where Uncle Laev would have won that fight. Yeah. But I didn't. I would have agreed with either an Ankalaev win or a draw because I don't see I think if Blahovich didn't like take his foot off the gas and actually was continued attacking that leg, he would have won that fight. But that's just me. I trust your judgment. <laughs> But the, wah, that is, wah, wah. right, and that's an yeah. I don't really like. I think they had mentioned only the fifth draw in UFC championship history, and I don't see. That's the annoying part about when title fights either end in draws or the person who is ineligible to win the title wins the fight because it's just like, now what are you gonna do? Right. Well, you have to have a rematch, right? You would think those two would rematch. Um, we'll get more into that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that does cover UFC 282. We did pretty well on that main card. We did. We did. We I give that main card, though, a B. Yeah, I would say a B as well. It was trending towards an A if it wasn't for the last two fights. It was trending, but then it didn't. Yep. <laughs> so we had a wash because the four, the first four fights we both picked correctly. And the only ones that we picked that was different was the main event. And obviously it was a draw, so nothing happened with it. Wah, wah, wah. So if my memory serves me right, you are still up by three fights with one fight card to go. This is correct. All right. So let's see if there are any differences. Let's get right into UFC Vegas 66. This um, card has a lot of potential to be different. Different good or different bad? No, I mean different, different picks. Okay. Oh, different picks. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It okay. has potential. All right. One second. Uh, why don't you go while well, I try to figure out what is trying to come out of my body, why don't you get us started with this first one between Cody Brundage and Michael Oleksi Junik? I'm, I'm sorry if I butchered that. I'm going to call it Brundage and Oli. Okay. And I <laughs> or Ole. Ole. I'm gonna pick Ole to win. Okay. On this fight card, I think that um, he appears to be a more powerful striker. Okay. I didn't really have much to go on. I looked at the the highlights and mm-hmm. You know, it's just, they were, they kind of seemed similar. I think that um, 
Ole has a little bit uh, stronger resume. Okay. Um, and I think that he's a bit of a more powerful puncher. That's fair. He, uh, I haven't seen much of his fights, even though he has 22 or 23 pro fights. Mm-hmm. He's, um, hasn't fought a lot of high profile guys. The, the two that come to mind that he's fought that were more high profile in my mind were uh, Dustin Jacoby and then Jimmy Crute. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I think, has a lot of potential. He's, when I look at his previous fights and what he's done in his, his resume, he's a finisher. And I like that about, about guys. He's either a finisher through punches or through submissions. And when I look at Cody Brundot, who are, who are we saying, calling him? Brundage? Brundage. Mm. Messed that up. It's okay. He's, he's also a finisher. Mm-hmm. So I think this is really going to be a really interesting fight. And I just went with Ole because I think that his resume is a little bit better. Yeah, I understand. More experience. Definitely can see that a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one was actually really difficult for me to pick as well. Um, I'm actually going to go Cody Brundage in this fight. Um, oh, my goodness. I know. I just feel like after watching his last two fights, I kind of... Um, feel like he has the power to uh do uh to do uh he has the power to finish his opponent mm-hmm. um of course yeah definitely but he i i um make this pick very cautiously because he also like i think i saw his debut and it just wasn't that pretty either right so i take this very cautious i take this pick very cautiously but i am going to go with the underdog in brundage it's not much of an underdog yeah i think what was it a minus what one 175 hmm. one, 121 yeah yeah it was let me see real quick <sighs> Oh, actually. Um, oh, it's a two eighty. Yeah, minus two eighty for the guy you picked. Whoa! So that's I didn't very look at that. That's very interesting. So that'd be a big upset if Brundage would win that one. Yeah, I oh, like so- upsets too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Our next fight is between Drew Dober and Bobby Green. Hmm. That should be a good one. Yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> a very intriguing matchup between two strong veterans. Um, <laughs> Dober has some serious strength and power that can come out at any moment. Um, Bobby Green, though, has looked good over his last few fights. Um, he is coming off of a loss against the current lightweight champion, Islam Makachev. 
I mean, who isn't coming off a loss with Imslam Makachev? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. No one. Yeah. Well, or gra- everyone. <laughs> well, granted, Bobby Green took that fight on such short notice, and there was no hope he was going to win. Props but- to him, though. Oh, yeah. Props him for stepping in there. Um, takes a lot of guts to go into a ring knowing you're going to get your ass beat. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to go Drew Dober in this fight. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people are thinking. I think the odds do say that it's going to be pretty close, but I'm going to go Drew Dober. Yeah, I I had picked Drew Dober to win too. I think that both of these guys are really active fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's going to be entertaining to say the least, but I could pick green though, to be contrarian, but I just think that Dover's just slightly better fighter. Yeah. I just think that he's a better fighter. Oh, I agree. Totally agree. So we'll see. Yeah. Although, you know, the advantage really uh, structurally, if you look at it, uh, goes to green. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So we'll see. We shall see. Um, let's see. Next up, we have Alex Caceres versus Juliana Rosa. I'm not looking forward to this fight. No. These are two guys that have a lot of decisions under the belt. Ah. Uh. Yep. But I do I do think that Arosa is just a, the better, stronger fighter in this match. Mm-hmm. I'm picking him t- to win over Caceres. And I don't remember, know if we talked about this the last time we talked about Caceres, but he tries all these little funky spinning kicks and things that mm-hmm. aren't really that accurate or land very well. Right. And, and I just think he's very predictable. That's understandable. Yeah, he's definitely, he takes the term flashy fighter to a whole new meaning. Yeah, sometimes I think he showboats a little bit more than he should. Right. And I don't think you can do that with Arosa. Mm-hmm. He just throws a high number of strikes. Oh, yeah. Okay. He has though quite a bit of strikes. Yeah. Um, and I'm also going to go with Arosa. Pretty much just a ditto copy of what you said for the most part yeah because <laughs> pretty much everything you said is pretty much everything i was going to say so it's no 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 need to be sound like a broken record on this podcast no no <laughs> although we like records being broken shattered <laughs> i just made that up i know <laughs> I was feeding off of the, I don't know what I'm going to say. I was feeding <laughs> off the, whatever Machika call it. Um, all right, this next one, I'm going to try really hard to pronounce it. Um, Amir Albazi versus Alessandro Costa. Here's my notes. Albazi is a powerful powerful grappler don't even let him get you to the ground oh yeah and he does it in so many strange ways right (laughs) and what i wrote under costa is rest in peace (laughs) 
<laughs> really? So you can tell that I'm picking Albaza to win mm-hmm. because I think that he will get Costa on the ground and just manhandle him. I mean, the dude mm-hmm. is seriously legit. I've never seen a fighter who throws so many uh, submissions around like they're, they're big bags of candy. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, I noticed that Costa is making his UFC debut in this fight, and he, you, you could have given him anyone else. And, and you, you, throw, this guy. <laughs> you throw him to a top 10 flyweight for your UFC debut? Gosh. What a guy. I, I, I swear, it's like Costa <laughs> did something to Dana to, like, oh, you know, I'm just going to throw you to the wolves right here. It's, um, it's a terrible matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Costa hasn't lost since 2018. And I think that's going to change. I yeah. think he's going to lose this one. I mean, I'm Ter- a- it's, it's a bad matchup. Yeah. I'm going to go um, second round submission for Albazi. I'll give him at least one round to see, like, just to get the feeling out. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was a first round submission. Yeah. I, I don't know. Costa better have a trick up his sleeve. Right. Let's see what he can do. Um, all right, let's try this next one as best as I can. Armin Sarukian, I think I got that, mm-hmm. versus Damir Ismagulov. Mm-hmm. I think I got that, Ismagulov, yep. You're amazing. <laughs> that was, that took a lot. <laughs> um, I'm just going to throw mine out there just because they're, I mean, I know a little about Zarukian and Ismagulov. Um, it's going to be a really interesting lightweight bout between two top 15 fighters. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with Zarukian in this fight. And I think it's going to be like a long, brought out decision fight. Really? Yeah. One thing I like about Zarukian is he, I just love this combination that he throws out, which is the short, he just hits you with that short left hook and it comes right from the hip, right to the, your face in very little time. And I love that about him, but he also uses all of his weapons. You know, he's, he's, he's in close with you throwing punches, but then just whaps in a, a roundhouse or a kick to the kick to the body, kick to the head. And I think that he uses it very, very well. Mm-hmm. One thing that I don't like about um, is, is Magalov. Did I say that right? Is I say Magalov. Is Magalov. Yeah. yeah, which way, whatever. It, either way. I sometimes feel like he just gets locked up in a battle and just doesn't have anywhere to go or can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. If, if a guys fighting him real close he just doesn't he can't create space to do something different Mm -hmm. and sometimes that pays off with a more inexperienced fighter right 
but a lot of times it just leads to him getting getting pounded right until he escapes and then but by then it's too late yeah in my mind i'm i'm picking sarukian to win Mm -hmm. this one um and i think he'll win by either knockout or punches okay or uh decision yeah i think i've got it by decision Mm-hmm. So I think either one is sounds about right. Yeah. Um, now we get to our main event of the evening between Jared Kennanier and Sean Strickland. Oh. The, the, I pick this fight based on who I want to win. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, sorry. Who do you have winning? I actually like Cannoneer in this one. Okay. I I think that Jared Cannoneer is is the is a better, more aggressive striker than Sean Strickland. I think that Sean Strickland, and I think I've said this before too, is that he's he's kind of pre- predictable in his striking. Yeah. And it's easy to pick him apart based on that. And a lot of times he's got this wild right, right hand that he throws out there. He drops his left, Mm -hmm. but, but the right doesn't really do anything. It doesn't, it's doesn't hit us. It's target or it's not powerful enough to make a big impact. Right. But I always think about Jared Cannonier and he's a really busy fighter. I do like watching him fight. He mm-hmm. uses a lot of tools and I just think that he's going to outmatch Strickland. Yeah. I got you for that. Um, yes. Yeah, so let's see. Cannonier's first fight since losing his title fight to Asanya. Strickland was soundly beaten soundly by the curtain champion Perrin. This fight was one that was supposed to happen back in October, but was canceled due to injury. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've all, I'm also going to go Jerry Cannonier as well. Um, yeah, I feel like he, Sean Strickland, like, doesn't, I feel like for me, he doesn't do a lot. He, like, will take you down and just, like, throw a couple strikes and just, like, lay on you the entire time. But I don't think Cannonier is yeah. going to allow that. No, yeah, that's that's exactly how I see Sean Strickland. If you watch all of his fights, it's, mm-hmm. it's just an activity level thing. Yep. He just is not as active as he he could be. Right. And sometimes I just am shocked that he's in the top 15. But <laughs> Surprised that he was in the top five at one point. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't get it. Neither do I. Um, but I have Kenyon winning, and I'm actually gonna go like clean KO in the second round. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. All right, and so that goes. There goes our UFC Vegas 66 picks. Which, seeing as how there was only one fight that was different between us, you're gonna end up winning the bet. it's okay i'll treat you well (laughs) it's okay (laughs) 
That's okay. Can I just say though, of this entire fight card, I'm kind of excited about the Nirmaga Madoff card fight. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, Syed, right? Syed Nirmaga Madoff. Yep, he's in. He's in the prelims. Yep. He's fighting some other guy whose name I can't pronounce. <laughs> Let's see. He is Kakramanov. Sad- that looks to be like a pretty good matchup. Let's see. Sayedokov Kakramanov. I, yeah, I can't even try. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to try to do that. I'm like, oh, I, I'm looking at him like, oh my gosh. That's a name. Was there a prelim card you were looking at? Um, hmm. I'm looking at it now. The gal that, that uh, uh, rejected me. Uh-huh. Yep, there is. Uh, rejected me invite. <laughs> yes, there is Cheyenne Velismus versus Corey McKenna, which that should, there are, She's the only fight that doesn't have odds on it. So I'm kind of surprised. Um, I wonder if it really, I wonder if it's like a straight pickup. Maybe that's why they haven't. I'm just going to look real quick. Let's see. If, if, if McKenna fights the same as she did the last fight she had, mm-hmm. I would expect her to win, but I'm not going to root for her. So right now, Cheyenne Velismus is a minus 180 favorite and McKenna's a plus 155. Mm. So Not too far apart. Yeah. Um, but one fight I'm actually looking forward to um, is the Jake Matthews versus Matthew Selmansberger fight. Really? Yeah, I think it's going to be because we have the Celtic Kid and Jake Matthews. I think that's his nickname. I'm fairly certain. Mm-hmm. And the then, Celtic kid. Yeah, I should make sure I got that right. Yeah, the Celtic kid is his nickname. And then he's huh. going up against Matthew Selmansberger, who he himself has actually well, he lost his last fight, but he's he's a fair. Oh yeah, yeah, because I like this nickname, Semi the Jedi. <laughs> I know it's a little strange, but. I mean, he, he actually was doing pretty well in the, uh, we'll see. How are semis and Gemi- Jedis related? They're, they're really not, honestly. <laughs> was he a truck driver, but then went to Renaissance festivals as Jedis? Possibly. Hmm. Could definitely see it. He last fought against Murano, who had just fought this last weekend, so it should be Interesting to see how he responds after that loss. Um, and then there is another fighter that's going to be on the prelims, um, Brian Battle. Um, and I think oh, he actually, no. He actually didn't change his nickname, from what I understand. It's not Pooh Bear anymore. <laughs> Although it does, on the UFC site, it does still say Pooh Bear. Um, but I know he did recently change it. I just don't remember what he changed it to. So interesting to see how he love the guy. Oh yeah. Guy's on a three fight winning streak. So well, that's impressive. Yeah. Three and nine and one overall. Of course you take it. <laughs> so 
I mean, those are a couple that I'm looking at. Um, I'm going to try to watch this whole card, but I'm not going to make too many promises. Yeah, I mean, football's on. <laughs> yeah, there's like a full slate. There's like a 1 o'clock, a 4.30, and an 8.15 card. Uh, card 8.15 game on. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't... I forgot how much football takes over on Saturdays at times. Yeah. And then well, I, think, I mean it's still football season. Yeah. I think bowl games, don't they start on Friday too? I think so. So it's gonna be a lot of football. So at least we won't be bored when there's no UFC. That's right. But are you ready to get into some MMA news? Sure. Um, I'll take this first one since it, since we didn't really talk a lot about female fighters the last few weeks, let's cover some female MMA news. The female MMA news. Yep. <sighs> Caitlin Chukakian is mad at Hasbullah. Yep. Can you tell me why? I can tell you why. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she fought during fight week um, at UFC 280 and in Abu Dhabi, um, she saw, I don't know if she saw, but there Hasbula, who I still to this, I still to this day do not understand why he is this big thing um, in the UFC and why they have all this. Like I saw like all the promotion for him for this 282 card. I'm like, what are you doing? And apparently he's in the UFC 4 game too, which I want to find out this weekend. If he is, like, I want to beat up this little kid apart. <laughs> um, but Chugagian is mad um, because he was taking pictures with fighters and she had asked to take a picture with him. His response, woman, no photo. Oh... When Maybe he, was, he has a jealous wife or girlfriend. Um, is it against his religion? It might be. That's why I said, like, it could be a culture thing. Like, um, why didn't Shigeki and just photobomb his other picture? That's what I do. <laughs> that would have actually, I would love to see that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, it probably is a culture thing. Um, but in my case, they're probably like there would have been a better way to go about it than just saying three words. Um, he, he can hardly speak English. That's true. She's so soft. Why is she so soft like that? Hmm. I don't know. I think she just like found it a little. Yeah, I'm see. I'll see if I can pull up the. Um, Let's see why. Oh, perfect. It's right there. See, do, 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 do. Oh, wait, no, that's not it. News. Here we go. Here, I'll pull it up so we all can read it. News. There we go. I'm going to be able to see you. Hold on one second. There we go. All right. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Okay, has revealed social media star Hasbula Magomedov refused to take photos with her. Recently, seemingly flying out, refusing to take photos with women. Yeah, um, women. 
He said women, not her. Women. Yeah. Julian Theron has yet to return. Yeah, we know that. Um, doesn't really give a... Does, oh, here we go. Shanghai's side of a recent interaction with social media star has both Who's, who was recently added to the EFC, EA Sports UFC 4 video game. So if you see me beating him up on Saturday on uh, Twitter, that's why. Uh, <laughs> claim the Russian teenager if you take a picture with her, given the fact she is female. It was all fighters, so he knows I'm a fighter, and I asked him for a picture. Uh, she said, I'm just bleed podcast. He literally with his finger at me and said, woman, no photo. Women, no photo. I mean, that seems more disrespectful to women than Andrew Tate saying he thinks women should be, like, protected. I I don't get that part at all. Um, Oh, hold on. Let's see. Anyone loves Hezbollah. It was all fighters, so he knows I'm a fighter. I asked him for a picture. He literally waved his finger at me and said, women, no photo. I mean, that seems more disrespectful to women than Andrew Tate saying he thinks women should be, like, protected. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, rising the multiple comments last two years has featured probably also. Uh, she, I, she, she's, a, she's, a, she's, um, how do I want to say this? Yeah, never mind. I don't want to <laughs> say anything. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say really about it. I mean, I love the women's movement, women in the UFC. I love all that, but there's there's other countries that are still serious about their culture, or there's other fighters that are still serious about their cultures. Right. She she just needs to move on from this. Yeah, I think she will. No big deal. Yeah. Um, but if I- she's but I disagree with being offended about men saying women need to be protected. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like 1% or less than 1% of the female population are fighters. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that is true. But we shall see. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on it. Just just one of those, like, it happens. That much you can do about it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got on that one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the next one, next one that I think is very entertaining, in a <laughs> sense, depending on how you look at it. Um, Nick Diaz is looking to come back in 2023. And he's looking at one fighter in particular, according to sources. Well, according to him at a meet and greet. Um, Is he going to retire on another loss? mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what to say. Nick Diaz wants Israel Adesanya for his next fight. Why? Um, see if I can pull up. There has to be a reason why. 
Um, just, just because it's outlandish, the money. What? Is he Adesanya loses one time to Alex Pereira, and now everybody thinks he's a wuss or what? This is me just shrugging my shoulders. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see like why this whole thing is a thing. Honestly, like I just like that's it. That's like, the, and you know me, I'm a huge Diaz fan. But my Heck, goodness, this, this that's, is dumb. That, that's gonna be a slaughter, honestly. Um. Especially if he comes in chubby like he did the last fight. Especially because that fight was at middleweight. I know. Well, this fight will be too. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were yeah, Adesanya, I, I'd be pissed. I want to know what... I really want to know what Adesanya thinks about it, honestly. I really want to know... Because he hasn't... I haven't really... I haven't really seen anything as far as like, yeah, like I just don't see that. I really honestly don't see that happening. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's so baffling to me. It's just so baffling. It's so, it's so Nick Diaz to me. Yeah, I think he's, he's baffling. It's got to be like some, oh, maybe, okay, so <laughs> my, I guess the thought process is that maybe he wants to fight Israel Asanya for the mula. Right. It's, that's the only reason it, that I can think. Yeah. And it said something on the lines of like he'd fight Asanya when he gets his title back. So they expect, he expects that the UFC is going to give him, give a guy who hasn't won a fight since 2011, a middleweight title shot. If, if they do, it's an insult to everybody else. Oh yeah, it definitely is. That's Um, my opinion. They can't do it. Yeah. You're pretty much, that's yeah. I think that'd just be a slap in the face of the whole middleweight division. That'd be a slap in the face of the UFC as a whole. The best division in the UFC would get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Which is why I don't think that ends up happening. Like, No, I can't see it happening. Like, Nick, I love you, dude, but let's slow it down a little bit there. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. So if they do, I'm not watching it anymore. <laughs> that's that's how stupid I think this is. And I understand that. Definitely would honest I honestly would agree with you if we're being truthful here. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> um got one more little piece of news that just popped up. Honestly, I didn't realize it until I think well, I, I heard it happened and then I just forgot to put it in there. Um, yeah. So we were talking a little bit about the whole Jan Blachowicz versus Magomed Ankalaya fight being ruled a draw. Like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe they'll run it back. 
for the vacant light heavyweight title. Uh-huh. Well, Dana White has other plans. And if, those, uh, if if the audience could see me, I have a disgusted look on my face. <laughs> that's because little it, and apparently it happened like right as it was the fight was ruled a draw. Dana White after UFC 282 made the announcement because I was talking to Jordan and he's there was like a question mark for what would be the main event. I'm like, wait, I thought for 283 it was going to be Figgy versus Moreno 4 as the main event. Well, now the new main event for 283 is going to be Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill for the vacant light heavyweight title. Jesus. Right. I so disapprove. I, Jamal I, Hill, he I was dumb about it too. He's like, oh, the minute they, he, he called me right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he didn't do it. Um, you got to lie like that. Yeah, well, because Dana was in the octagon at that point, or maybe he was, maybe Sean Shelby was talking to him. But I understand Glover getting the title shot because he technically was supposed to fight for the title in the first place. Right. I, I don't agree with Jamal Hill getting this title shot. Not at all. And I don't think he's going to win. Yeah, I don't, I don't see either. I'm kind of curious. I just want to see real quick who is where, like, I don't even know where Jamal Hill is ranked among the light heavyweights. I know Glover's number one, I think. I, oh, Glover, sorry, Glover's two. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Is Hill four or five? All right, so Glover is number two in the UFC, light heavyweight, and Jamal Hill's number seven. Oh, seven, seven. I was so close, but yet not. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, yeah. they said that Jamal Hill was supposed to fight Anthony Smith, and Anthony Smith found out about this during the broadcast, and he was like, what i just lost my opponent like that don't know just throw my hands in the air there's here like hold on let me see um yeah hold on here we go ready <laughs> i just throw my notes in the air i mean that was all my notes that i had left so it doesn't really matter but that's just like how we all feel about it. Like I was talking to multiple um, UFC friends and they're like, what? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I honestly think that Glover would win that fight because I don't know if Jamal Hill has fixed his stand-up game and not fix his stand fix up fixed his ground game and all and glover can take you to the ground and submit you you just don't fix your ground game that takes you, you just don't in three months fix your ground game right you don't fix it that quickly this is just a weird fight it, it really is but Dana gets to do whatever Dana wants to do, so. 
Verndine is come little... up with a nickname for him. <laughs> well, let us let us know what nickname you can come up when we start. Uh, uh, when we start, when we come back for the new UFC year. Mm. I'm gonna think of something very special for him. All right, I look forward to it. That way, I don't have to say his name, Dana, ever again. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's all we have for tonight. Yeah, we do. That's good. Yes. That's good stuff. So we're <laughs> we're tired <laughs> of <laughs> it. Was, it was like I think from Thanksgiving before things. I mean, I know it was only like a month or three weeks or so, but I think we're MMA'd out. We're in the out. Yeah. Um, plus, it was, it, was, it was nice talking about it, though. Yeah. And plus, we've got Christmas, we got New Year's coming up. I think this would be a good time for us to spend some time, quality time with some family and some friends. Of course. And so we'll, we'll miss you. We'll miss you, pod people. We will miss you, pod people, but we will be back. Uh, let's see. I think the next fight card is, I think, January 14th. Yeah, January 14th. So we'll see you the second week of January. Yeah. Sorry, took me a while to think about I, that. Don't don't miss us. We'll be around. Yeah. We'll try to be active on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. We will work on a couple things that maybe we could do to get ready for the 2023 season. And... We'll let you know if any changes do happen, which I don't know if there will be, but we need a we break. We have to talk about it. Yeah, we have to talk about it. Um, but we are going to take Christmas and New Year's just to reset and go from there. <sighs> it's been a long season. It has been a long season. <laughs> But we are we are finally at the end. So with all that said, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, guest requests, anything along those lines, you can find us on our podcast page at FKTC Pod, or you can reach us individually by reaching get your jits on Laurel at Rain Basin or me, Ty at TyFlyGuy15. But in the meantime, protect your faces from world kicks and protect your neck, protect your necks from my throat cuddles. And what is our number one golden rule? Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. That is correct. And so we will see you all in 2023 for the start of the 2023 UFC season. What one? All right, everyone have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you guys in 2023. Bye.